Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs, and it was me in for Paul today. Andy was in for Andy. It was all very exciting. <laughs> I think I was. Uh, we spoke to Nathan Salt, who's a big Wrexham fan from the yes. Rob Ryan Red podcast. Well said. They, thanks, and they thrashed Man United last night, three-one, but uh, not the happiest of outcomes. So we'll find out about that. Elliot Steele joined us. Good comedian, isn't he? Andy? Yeah, he was on good form and uh, talking about his Edinburgh show and about Palace. Uh, Paul Watson, who uh, always features on a Wednesday of a Wednesday mm-hmm. with his podcast about the weird and wonderful stories world of football. Yeah, and I fell in the river. We talked about that. And pig artists. Here it is. <laughs> Afternoon. I don't know what we're meant to do. I don't know if I'm supposed to read read what we've got prepared to read or go straight to Shaban because very exciting that uh, Republic of Ireland have just scored in the World Cup. Shaban, what a goal straight from the corner! Charlie, it's happened. <laughs> We've got the first World Cup goal. Yes, three minutes on the clock. It's Canada nil, Republic of Ireland one. Perhaps the weather, the pouring rain here in Perth tonight has brought Ireland some luck. And it's the set piece Arsenal Queen, the captain, Katie McCabe, steps up, takes a corner, and straight in to the top left hand corner of the net. I cannot believe it. It is Canada nil, Republic of Ireland one. FIFA Women's World Cup update on TalkSport with Zero, Small business accounting software and proud partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Dream bigger. Why not start again? Good afternoon. In the third different lineup this week, it's Andy Jacobs, whose show it actually is, and me, Charlie Baker, who sometimes sits in for Andy Jacobs, sitting in for Paul Hawksby <laughs> until four this afternoon. Andy, what's coming up in the show? Honestly, I can't get over Shabazz. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant, wasn't brilliant, it? Brilliant, unbiased, yeah, you, unbiased reporting. <laughs> you would have thought she had a bit of skin in the game or something. Crying, like that. singing Danny Boy. <laughs> Tremendous. Anyway, let's hope they can hang on. How long to go is it? Uh, quite to go a long yet? time. 
yeah, yeah, about 85 yeah. minutes. Okay, let's not get too excited. Coming up between now and four, Martin Lipton will join us to get some clarity on what exactly is happening now and what will happen in the future with Saudi football. And Richard Merriman, captain of the over-60s England cricket team, it's Jimmy Anderson playing for them, tells us how it feels <laughs> to win the Ashes. Come on. <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, Emma Raducanu, uh, Andy's favourite sports person, may oh, never yeah. stop changing coaches, yeah. according to our agent. We ask top coach and commentator Barry Cowan if that matters. John Norman looks ahead to the Oval as England look to level up the series. And Paul Watson looks at the weird and wonderful stories from around the world of football. There's a lot of looking going on there. There is, lots of looks at us. (laughs) Have another look. With a year to go (laughs) to the Paris Olympics, uh, GB Chef de Mission, is that right? Yeah. Mark England joins us with the Edinburgh... Oh, and joins yeah. us. Joins us. Full stop. Full stop. I thought we were playing the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> Why not? Got a year to go. <laughs> Got some great material about the torch. And with the Edinburgh Festival, even faster approaching, Palace fan Elliot Steele tells us about his show and how upset he is about Wilf leaving. Good yeah, point. I can imagine. Very upset. Well, we'll have upda- updates from Canada versus the Republic of Ireland. Good. Um, unbiased <laughs> updates from Shabana Hearn uh, in the World Cup. All your texts and tweets. And as it's Wednesday, Tim Vickery brings us all the news from South America. Mm. But now it is 107 and a half. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Charlie. And uh, yes, we're going to talk about Emma Raducanu later, but yes. this the idea that she's going to continue to change coaches throughout her career. Yeah. She should take over from the Watford chairman, Gino Pozzo. <laughs> Seriously. It's the same thing, about as successful as well. Tremendous. Well, she has won the US Open. Oh, only. God, they'll be saying that at the end of her career. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I disagree. I think she's obviously been injured. I think she's oh, a good yes, player. Yes. I think ch- chopping yes. and chain. Do coaches really matter in tennis? Does it really mm. matter? Definitely. Of course yeah. it does. You yeah. think? Oh, yeah, yeah. very okay. much so, yeah. No, I mean, some players have been completely turned around by their coaches. No. Sure. Try Gods of Tennis, it'll show okay, you. Okay, I'll have a look at that. Thank you. Yeah, part. okay. Very good series. Now, William, the Fulham uh, forward, former oh, Chelsea yes. player, of course, he said he was never close to joining Forrest, oh, apart from having a medical. They're <laughs> 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 so not close at all. Yeah, that seemed <laughs> mad, Forrest. Um, uh, Fulham not offering him two years in the uh, originally. No. Well, you know, anyway, that was absolutely. That's fair enough. I'm saying he had such a good season mm. last year. Yeah. I am. Um, uh, convinced my son that his surname was that I won't say it out loud was balls <laughs> but there we are you can work that one out for yourself uh, Andy sorry if I'm a little bit damp today yes uh, you're looking a bit damp a bit damp <laughs> I, uh, I went fishing last night and, uh, oh, yeah, I, you I, like go, fishing, I like a bit of fishing I like a bit of fishing I like going spin fishing for perch is what I like to do really uh, with a little well, you more with Peloton. A, <laughs> while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's good for you. Spin fishing. I've never heard what of a that. good idea that is, isn't it? <laughs> Big reel on your front wheel. Nigel would like that. Nigel, yeah, well, by the way, good idea. cycling while swimming. <laughs> Not swimming, while fishing. Fishing, yeah. Um, I use a copper lure to uh, okay. try and catch the perch and then okay. put, yeah. put them back in. No, of course you do, yeah. Anyway, I was casting... Where I part, where I, where I fish, it's very popular, a uh, rowing river as well. Mm. And uh, last night, three rowers went by and I thought, that must be it. So I cast out me, mm. uh, me line and then one more rower came past. Ah, and lucky. got caught on his, uh, got caught on his uh, oar. Oh, right. Oh, Qu- blimey. Quite a posh bloke. Was he angry well, with you? I bet he was, actually. Not, not really, no, because he was a bit too close. It was sort of his fault. Oh, it's his fault. But, you know, he said, I'm terribly sorry. I seem to call it all law. Law. He was like that sort of guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. Very, very sorry. I've got on my oar as your law. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. I, I said, do you want it's quite it? old for a row. <laughs> no, he was like that, yeah. Was he? I said, uh, he said, do you want it back? 
I said, I would like it back here. Yeah, they aren't they aren't cheap, and I would like it if possible. All oh, right, well, if you go down there a bit, there's a beach. I'll meet you there. Right, this beach was half oh, a mile. Oh right, God. so I jogged down to the jog down to this beach That's bit. Pretty, pretty, training for Friday. There we are. He couldn't get close <laughs> enough, so he said, Look, I'll have to lean <laughs> lean over, and then I unwound it off, yeah. and I thought we've got away with it. We've got away with the whole thing. Right, stepped up onto the bank. My foot went. I fell backwards, <laughs> fully into the river. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Why weren't they filming it? That <laughs> would be 250 quid from you, big yeah, friend. Yeah. But I thought, what must this bloke think? What did this bloke see? Just this bloke jogging, big fat bloke, jogging down the river, getting his lure. Yep, thank you, mate. Yep, fully. I mean, he did well not to hunt, but he went, Jesus! Like, did he? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything all right? I couldn't look him in the eye. Couldn't look him in the eye. So I I said, I'm absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. (laughs) (laughs) Took me law and jogged on. So I thought we'd do today. When did you have have ever fallen in the river, Andy? Or fallen in a pool? I can't say I have, really. Never fallen in the river. Never fallen in the river, no. Okay. Have you fallen in the river? 8, 10, 89, 03, 7, 1, 7, double (laughs) 2, double 3, double (laughs) 4. It might. You never know. (laughs) The switchboard's lit up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll accept swimming pools as well but all this all the sea yeah maybe you fell not in the pushed sea in. I don't not think pushed in, in isn't and right. let's have nothing you know terrible did you fall in the river <laughs> did you fall in the sea uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, tell us about it 03717 before 81089 at TSH&J at Baker's oh, Tweet when you've got to say nothing terrible please <laughs> yeah yeah nothing awful talking yeah. of Nigel Botherwick oh well, well okay yes which we were in, in terms of fishing. Yeah. We've okay. got, uh, you may have seen um, on social media that we have a new sort of fairground punch ball machine. Oh, yes, I've seen that in, yeah, the, in yeah. the reception. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it, I'm talking to the listeners now that they may have seen it. I know you've seen it. Oh, you've got okay. Yeah, 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 which bus every day, yeah, it's a big list. <laughs> you were still wet. I mean, you had to have seen. <laughs> so, anyway, we've got a scoreboard, and on the scoreboard is Nigel Botherway at 839, which wow. is really... Nigel, by the way, has got a harder punch, as one of the boys pointed out, than Ricky Hatton. That can't be right. Why did Nigel do it? I can't imagine Nigel coming in and giving it a whack. Sunday morning. Oh, there we are. Day, we? quite angry. Maybe oh. lost a big fish the All night All that before. reeling in carp would really get your muscles. Uh, there's been a goal in the Man City Bayern Munich preseason oh, right. friendly, and the Moose is there watching for us. Hello, Moose. Hi. Eight minutes to go. Bayern Munich have equalised. Bayern Munich one, Manchester City one. Ball in from the left-hand side. Flick at the near post, saved by Ellison. But Matthias Tell, the uh, French under-21 international, was there to ram the ball home from three yards out. City have got Haaland on the pitch. They have for the whole of the second half. They haven't done a whole lot. Rodri's had a shot cleared off the line. They've got seven minutes to go in Tokyo. It's by minute one, Manchester City one. Moose, has Harry Kane turned up yet? No, I've been looking out for Harry Kane, funnily enough, but uh, absolutely no sign of him. Uh, although I have to say, Bayern Munich could do with him because Sadio Mane looks like he's just there on a bit of a jolly uh, for the second half. He hasn't really oh, done oh a whole lot. Okay. And, I think uh, he's going to Saudi half, Arabia, were, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> first half, they were crying out yeah. for a striker. Not good news, maybe, for Spurs fans that it looks like uh, Bayern need a striker. But uh, they have got a goal back and, and equalised here. So can City go on and win it? It's uh, 1-1, seven minutes left. Brilliant. Thanks, Moose. We'll get uh, more I must recommend him to go to the uh, Tokyo fish market while he's there. Oh, right. oh lovely. Yeah. Why, why is it so good? Well, they do very good sushi. sushi. Of course they do. (laughs) (laughs) Not for the baked beans.
not really, no. <laughs> they do a magic bubble and squeak <laughs> down the old Tokyo fish market. <laughs> they do, yeah. <laughs> do the full English. <laughs> right, we'll have more updates from Moose. We'll have more updates from Shabana Hearn. Um, who with uh, Ireland currently 1-0 up on Canada, scored directly from a corner. Well, That's a always great good. corner, wasn't I'll it? I'll tell you what as well, we'll take those on the text as well. When did your team score directly from a corner? That's always good. No headers, nothing, just straight in. I'm sure I you'll, think you'll get a few everyone more Everyone can re- remember it. There we are. Well, we'll yeah. find out, Andy. You know, yeah. We'll find out, won't we? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs in association with pool, Tool Station, Pool Station, Tool Station, Tools and More <laughs> for any task. <laughs> pool Station could be a thing. You've got water on the brain. I've got water. It's because about all these the people, brain. all these people falling in the river, Andy. I mean, so many people. So I once saw a man suited up for work slip on the ice. It was snowing. He fell into Brunel University's pond. <laughs> he threw his suitcase out whilst pulling himself out. In a suit is a great thing to see. Yeah, that would, it? Be, that good, would be a really good one. It's a shame you weren't uh, wearing a suit. Exactly. Well, what a shame. I was a dinner suit. A dinner suit would be lovely. Uh, Paul Watson joins us now. He's the co-host of the Sweeper podcast. Uh, mm. You've just been to Micronesia, Paul. Yes, yes, that's right. That's a sentence you don't hear very I often. Know, no, I've, I've back, never said I've it gone before. Back to Micronesia. Back to Micronesia. Yes, after after fourteen years since I was last there. Wow. Yeah. So I um, yeah, I, I used to coach there in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I coached the Pompeii football team, which was part of a stupid idea that me and my mate had to find the lowest ranked football team in the world and play for them. Um, and we ended up in this tiny island in Micronesia coaching yeah. setting up a team from scratch basically. and writing a brilliant um, book as well about it too i should say oh well thank you that's very kind what's of you the book um, called, paul go and plug the book right, it's one of my favorite island. football book. books it's great it's called up pompeii so the island is p-o-h-n-p-e-i yes uh and that's the name of the island in micronesia that i lived on for basically best part of two years um sort of setting up this football team going in search of their first ever win which would have been to avenge their last result, which was a 16-1 <laughs> reverse against Guam. Oh. <laughs> um, so so that was 2010. And then uh, the idea at the end of that is that the Federated States of Micronesia, which is Pompeii, this island, plus their three neighbouring islands, are all technically one country, even though they're 2,000 miles apart, some of them. Uh, the idea was that they would hopefully get into to FIFA uh, for either Oceania or Asia. Mm-hmm. And sadly, it never happened. And so 14 years on, uh, I revisited the islands to set up a futsal competition between the four islands, which would be the first they've ever had, um, in a hope of restarting the FA and going back in search of this this elusive FIFA membership, which yeah. basically every every nation on earth, apart from six, there are six sovereign nations that uh, do not have membership of a FIFA confederation, and the Federated States of Micronesia is one of them. Has it got any better, sort of kit-wise and you know, sort of equipment-wise? Well, if I tell you that I had a bag that was stuffed with futsal boots and footballs and uh, I took it with me and it was, they were very kindly donated by people who just responded to my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the bag got lost, needless to say. Uh, it turned up the day before the semi-finals. It just about made it. It, it, it had a little detour through Paris and Korea. It went all, over, all around the world. Uh, but no, no, things are basically the similar situation. But the big change we've made is moving to futsal and it, it really has opened up a lot of things, um, partly because it's one of the wettest places in the world. So okay. we always used to play in that ankle deep water, which I think in my book, I outline this vision of doing like Barcelona at the time, Barcelona style tiki taka football, getting there and finding the pitch was underwater like 360 <laughs> days a year. <laughs> so yeah, foot, foot sounds great. And it, it, it really has made 
people want to play because they know the weather won't stop them. But yeah. Also, they, they, they like it. It's fast. There's a load of action. You can see why you're trying to introduce a sport to a country or trying to get a country to fall in love with the sport. And you watch a lot of football that we watch and you think, oh, yeah, I've struggled to explain why we like this <laughs> to, mm. to, to, to sort of neutrals. Oh, it sounds um, fantastic. Yeah. Sounds great. I, I'm interested in something here that you've, you've, you've asked to talk about, which is the longest ever penalty shootout in the Europa Conference League. I didn't see this. The Glenn Torren and Gazira. Yeah, so we did, we did this on the, on the Sweeper podcast. We love weird and wonderful things in yeah. football. And yeah, Gazira versus, so the multi-side uh, Gazira against Glentor. And, and it went to 14-13, wow. uh, which is means that the players are going round again. Yeah. But what was amazing, really, in this part of shootout was a couple of things that were really unusual. So for a start, Glentor had equalised in the 90th plus 13 minutes in the first place to get it that far. Um, but also the penalty shootout had this moment of absolute bizarre drama that I've seen only happen once or twice ever, which is that the Gazira goalkeeper made the save, which he thought, you know, I made the save. I, ran saw, around this. Off I saw this on Twitter. Yes, go on. Oh, so yeah, carry on. Yeah, 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 yeah. goes up in the air. The ball bounces up in the air and goes over the line. Like kind of skids with the backspin, goes back over the line. And the goalkeeper's, the other goalkeeper, you know, the Gantura goalkeeper, has to point to the referee that it's in because, you know, it's so long since the save. Um, and after that drama, they still came back to win it, Gazira. Having thought wow. they'd won it and lost it, you think psychologically they'd be shot. But yeah. no, fair play to them. It was um, an astonishing shootout. Like, you know, if, if you want to see how to take a shootout, how to take a penalty shootout, that's it. You know, not a single missed penalty till till that ill-fated, um, well, 14th kick for Glenn Torin. Amazing. And this must also be one of the un- most unbelievable results in football history, really. A team from the Faroe Islands beating... Ferenc Varas, a great name of yeah. European football. Yeah, so the Faroe Islands have not been underestimated these days. I think we grew up with the Faroes with the bobble hat goalkeeper against Martin Ludson, and mm. you know they were they were whipping boys. Things have come a hell of a long way in in, in a short time, really. And so yeah, Ki Klaxvig, um, Faroe's champions, beat Ferenc Varas three 0 Didn't even struggle with it away, which is a real massive result. But one of the interesting side notes here is they're on track for a perfect season. KI Klaxvig. They've won every single game so far this season in in the league. Uh, They've drew one in Europe, but they've won every game in the league. Um, And this is a tiny little place, 5,000 people, and they've become an absolute powerhouse of a side. They're looking to become the first top-flight men's side to win every match of a league season since in Mauritius. Sunrise Flack United in Mauritius did it in 1996, but this has almost never happened, and they're on track at the the, the 16-game point. The other thing that's amazing is their goalkeeper, we actually just spoke about their goalkeeper earlier in the season because they fielded a 47-year-old goalkeeper from uh-huh. Hungary because they had to get, get their goalkeeper coach in. Well, this time they picked a goalkeeper who a year ago basically quit playing football and become a defender in the Danish sort of non-league system. He played in golf for them and, again, kept clean sheet against Frank Varage. Amazing. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, thanks so much for joining. We've got to let you go there, I'm afraid, Paul, but thanks so much. Um, tell us the name of the book again if people want to find it. The name of the book is Up Pompeii, P-O-H. M-P-E-I. And the Sweeper the podcast, podcast is yeah. The Sweeper, yeah. Sweeper Pod, at Sweeper Pod. And yeah, you'll find me at, at Paul underscore C underscore Watson. Brilliant, you've been Brilliant. great. Thanks, Paul, appreciate it. Can I... Thank you. Can I just say yeah. that uh, Faroe Island's keeper, Jens Martin Knudsen, stayed at my house. That's did absolutely he? true. I played football with him as well. Why? We why? For a kick do you want, do you want to tell kids. us why or not? Because we did a Phoenix from the Flames with him. Uh, and uh, not the ad. Not, not the ad. <laughs> not the ad. Yeah, there Don't we are. that. There we are. More stories like that next. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through till four o'clock. Uh, Wrexham beat Manchester United overnight. Juniors, Manchester United's no, no. youth team. <laughs> yeah, that's not what it said. It, well, it's wrong. Manchester it's thrashed, Wrexham thrashed Man United 3-1 no. overnight. Uh, but team. Phil Parkinson, he wasn't happy, Andy. No. Let's, let's see why. I'm fuming with it, I've got to be honest with you. I thought it was like a clumsy, reckless challenge, pre-season game. Um, yeah, can't say any more on it. I'm not, I'm not happy with it at all. Has the goalie come over and apologised? I haven't seen the goalie, and uh, it's probably best to him clear of us for the time being, because we're not very happy with it. Yeah, know, that led to a pile-in on Phil Parkinson on social media. Oh, I don't know why. It did sound mildly threatening didn't it but there was a nasty but it was because yeah their, their talisman paul mullin who uh, you know fired them to promotion last season got a punctured lung in a in a collision with the goalkeeper uh, rob ryan red is a podcast and the host of it is nathan salt and he uh, is a huge wrexham fan and he joins us now hey nathan hey how are you doing well i mean uh, was it a, a a bittersweet victory i can imagine uh, I, I stopped caring about the, the game after Mullen had gone off. I mean, at that point, it was, you know, they always say, don't they, cliched manager talk has just come through without any injury. Mm. And, you know, it, it was just the worst possible thing. I mean, I, I sort of was wondering whether I was hallucinating at that point, you know, like that I thought I'd woken up to watch the game. <laughs> yeah. And I hadn't actually, and I was like, oh, this is probably my worst case scenario that Mullen is like, you know, clattest WWE style, but now is actually awake. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just got to say it's the worst possible thing that could have happened really best player priceless nobody really can replace him we probably can't go and get another you know even with Wrexham's back in there there aren't many Paul Mullins out there in the lower leagues mm. um just got to hope that he can he can recover maybe six weeks or so yeah hopefully not too long out but uh yeah it was it was a United youth team wasn't it oh yeah it was it under 21 it, side wasn't it but um uh it's 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 a tough one isn't it because he has been absolutely pivotal to everything you're trying to do as a team, as a squad, uh, you know, uh, uh, and t- to lose him in that way. H- have you Googled ha- how long a punctured lung takes to heal? <laughs> I-, I think the whole fan base, I mean, we've never known so many Wrexham paramedics that have come up on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I've never known so many people message me with uh, the, A, have either known somebody with a punctured lung, yeah. they've punctured their own lung, yeah. or they know somebody who's a, a punctured lung expert. Wrexham's oh, never had so many punctured lung experts. It's um, it's hmm. one of the things where it just sounds, I think it maybe sounds a lot worse than, I mean, it's obviously not great, but it, I think it sounds, when, when we first heard it, it was like, oh, how many months is he going to be out? Yeah. Um, I think the immediate thing is I don't think it, I don't think he can fly home. I think he's going to be mm. oh, really? looked after in uh, on on those in some sort of US hospital, uh, okay. getting uh, in a, the the bill from the, for the club. I'm sure, but I don't think he can fly home for a bit. So um, we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure someone will stay out there with him, look after the him. The goalie said he was apologetic, and he, I haven't seen the challenge. So on the sort of Harold Schumacher scale, was it really a bad challenge, or was it just an accident? <laughs> I think in the heat of the moment, I did see a few people tweet me saying it was similar to uh, Harold Schumacher. I'm not going that far. It was it was just silly. It was just a challenge you didn't need to make. You know, Mullins running through, long ball over the top. Keepers come out, got nowhere near the ball and, and just wiped him out, basically. Mm. You know, really heavy collision. I, there's no malice in it. I know Ben Foster came out after, and I don't know whether it's goalkeepers union or what, but he just said, you know, he's really gutted. Foster gave him Mullins' number. And, and the, the piling on Phil Parkinson, I mean, if it had been the other way around and... Ben Foster or Mark Howard had wiped out, say, United first teamer. I think there'd be pitchforks and flames oh, yes. marching towards the race course. So let's let let's keep it in perspective. I don't think Phil Parkinson was was being bang out of line there. You've just lost your top player um for an unknown amount of time. Um 
and uh you know i, I totally got I, th- I thought his reaction was totally fair um but not, you it's know not been it's been a bad yeah. trip is it it's not been a, a, i mean the opening game v uh chelsea maybe learn a couple of lessons there. Uh, but you beat, I don't know, the highlights were quite interesting. It was like all Wrexham except Chelsea scored five goals. There we are. So. Yeah, on reflection, I don't think we played that badly. I mean, it was it was much more fun in LA when you're kind of yeah. beating a lot of 17, 18-year-olds 4-0. That was, that was uh, much more fun, you know. Um, and they looked incredibly demoralised, so that was great for us in, in the stands. But no, it, it's been a great trip and... You know, you know what it's. You two will know what it's like if we come back and win five out of five or win four out of five, mm. even in spite of this. You know, it's what an amazing trip. Sunshine's, you know, the antidote to, you know, isn't. And if we lose two of the first five, it's you know, let's never set foot in America again. This is a complete disaster. Let's play mm. um, Buckley and Mould again. You know, um, <laughs> so you, you can't. The club can't really win in that sense. But you know, I saw some people saying last night, "Oh, Mullen shouldn't have played against." United kids, but really that was our penultimate game before the season opener. You have to be yeah, right, playing yeah. 60, 80 minutes. I, I don't subscribe to no. um, not him not playing last night. It's just really, really unfortunate. So you go back now and they've got a, I'm assuming you've got one more pre-season friendly and Phil Parkinson's sort of, I suppose the job is to get them down to earth in, in, in many ways, you know, because you are going to be playing Swindon away, you know, and Barrow and, and all these sort of Bradford, you know, and all these sorts of teams, aren't you, rather than rather than uh, the big jazzy bright lights of Manchester United and LA Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, I can safely say to them that the first away game of the season is AFC Wimbledon. There's no sort of uh, Hollywood stars walk of fame um, in South London. I'll, yeah. I'll tell them that for free. Um, <laughs> they, got a great yeah, kit. It, it, They're great. They're, Wimbledon's oh, kit is absolutely fantastic. It's like talking. Some great, <laughs> some great kits. Some great kits. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they'll be fine. It's more Saturdays, so early into Saturday morning when we play Philadelphia Union second team. Yeah. And if anything, we we, we need to sort of see... He needs to decide what his strike partnership is going to be for that first game. You've got Ollie Palmer there, who's probably the most experienced one. You've got Sam Dolby, you've got Billy Waters, but we've never really seen any combination. It's always been Mullin plus one, you know, mm. Mullin plus Dolby or Mullin plus Palmer. I mean, we haven't got that luxury anymore. So Saturday has suddenly become a lot more interesting yeah. because that's our final game before MK Dons. And, and I think MK Dons, Graham Alexander, and, you know, a lot of seasoned campaigners will be rubbing their hands together, not having much, especially the defenders. I'm sure they'd be absolutely buzzing. I think you're going to be no, searching, searching for some sympathy, if I'm honest, Nathan. I, don't think <laughs> I knew. When they said, when they said do you want to come on, I said, they said it's Charlie on. I thought, <laughs> you are kidding no, me. I don't, no, I don't wish injury on anyone, but <laughs> I know. I, I know. don't feel sorry for it. So you'll have Billy Sharp up front, won't you? Not Billy Sharp. <laughs> that, um, Billy Waters. James no- Billy Waters, there you go. Well, there's some, some talk that might, might go in for a sign, they might go in for a James Norwood, but oh, we'll... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think, you know, you, if it's six weeks, then we've, we should we should have the depth to get through. But you just never know with these yeah. things. And, you know, losing him is, is I mean, I was getting pelters for calling it a disaster, but it's absolutely a, it's a yeah. disaster. You know, the worst thing that could have happened. Back by Christmas, though. He'll be back by Christmas. Oh, no, he'll be back before then. <laughs> oh, you never know. There we are. Surely. Yeah. If he's not, on, if he's not so. back by Christmas, I'll be coming on here probably crying on <laughs> air. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Brilliant. Nathan, Rob Ryan Red podcast Appreciate is it. available everywhere. You can get your podcasts, I assume. Yes, yeah, and part of the TalkSport fan network. So thank you very much to TalkSport and uh, all the guys for supporting it as well. They signed Mbappé. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's Mbappé's looking, you know, maybe invocation. He'd, he'd, he'd love it in League Two, I reckon. He'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, plenty, of, uh, plenty of pace in the team. There we are. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks, Nathan.
Cheers, thanks so much. There we are, Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through to four o'clock. After us is Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent. They're back together, back together. Today, uh, he's, uh, Benty's back from his holiday, so that's nice. In the next hour, we're going to be speaking to a comedian and Crystal Palace fan, Elliot Steele, who is on his way to Edinburgh with a new show and obviously wants to talk to us about Wilf Zaha. Tim Vickery joins us to talk South America and many, many other things. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, me, Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through until four o'clock. Following us uh, is Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent. And then there'll be a following on Ashes preview. And then the Transfer Insiders with Adi Oladipo and Rory Jennings from... It says here 6am till 10am, but I don't think that's right, is it? I think, I, I think they've got it the wrong way around here. And, of course, the sports bar, Jamie O'Hara and Jermaine Pennant. And then Andy is now back in the studio and sat down yes, next to I, me. Yes, I, Because you didn't make me a I cup of tea. I forgot to make you a cup of tea. I had to go tea, and make Andy. my own tea. I can only apologise. I would normally make you a cup of tea. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever not made you a cup of tea, so that's disappointing. No, it's fine. There we are. It's fine. It's fine. It's, I'll does, get over it. It doesn't sound fine. Yeah. Sounds like you protested by not coming in the studio. <laughs> not really. And then just saying it's fine. Have you heard the expression Delulu? Delulu. No, I thought you were going to say Delilah it's, it's, or Deluded. No, no it's, it, it means delusional. It's a Gen okay. Z speech. And apparently it's a big thing on TikTok. Okay. I was reading about it. And so, for example, anyone who thinks Chelsea will be top four and talkie promoted is Delulu. Ah, oh, that's so sad. I like it. Yeah, Speaking good. of someone who's not Delulu, but it might be as a Crystal Palace fan, I don't know. Slightly uh, Delulu. Is comedian and Crystal Palace fan, 
Elliot Steele, who joins us now. Sober currently. <laughs> uh, it, it just feels awful being like, yeah, I had to write some jokes. There's someone there who's like, currently as we're speaking, like being crushed under some plywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, they, they need making making laugh as well, Elliot. So, you know, you've got to... <laughs> it is quite hard work. It is hard work, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Wilf, so I thought it was like a sort of damp squib ending. The way he sort of left, he's sort of gone. <clears throat> Galatasaray. Did anybody see, see that coming? How does it? How does it feel amongst the Palace fans? It's it's a tough one to say as a Palace fan at the minute because we're in this stage where we've been in the Premier League for so long now. We've attracted a new breed of fan where we're still probably not. We're nowhere near good enough to push into sort of Europe, but there's people who think we are. And so it's this weird place where some Palace fans have watched West Ham success and gone, why aren't we doing that? We're by far a bigger club mm. and, we're, and we're not. Like, we're not. We haven't got anywhere near the size stadium West Ham have. We haven't got anywhere near the amount of resources we have. And I'm going to be absolutely taken apart by football fans on Twitter for even mentioning something logical here. But Wilfred Zaha leaving is... I wish he had gone to somewhere... That would have that would that I wish he had gone to a uh, bigger side for the Champions League. That's that's the only problem I have. I wish I feel like Galatasaray is like, yeah, it's good, and I'm glad he gets to play in the Champions League. But I'd wish he'd, you know, I'd have loved to have seen him at a Dortmund or something like that, something mm, something along yeah, those lines. I, I agree with that. What about? I mean, you you've got some terrific players there, and Roy did so well uh, in such a surprising way to come back and be so attacking was just no one predicted that yeah. would happen. But he he saw the strength of the team and Eze and Elise. These these are players to build a team around. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I feel I. What I feel like the club's plan is, is for us to build a main stand, like a sort of big part of the stadium that will be all newly developed and stuff, because half of our stadium at the moment is a Sainsbury's. Yeah. And <laughs> it is weird to be a Premier League side that has a Sainsbury's. <laughs> but if we if we can, you know, and do that, and I think from the revenue that brings, and also the legacy, because we might not be in the Premier League forever. And that's what fans of clubs, Palace's size, have to remember when they're in the Premier It's very easy to go, we're going to spend $100 million and try push on in Europe and very much try get that uh, that <clears> European <throat> place and higher up the league. <clears throat> and then suddenly your squad's depleted because you're adding extra games in per week and you take your eye off the Prem and you slip down the table and then you're in a relegation fight and you're out of the Prem. And it's... You know, we're not as big a club as some of the teams. That are like, we. So when I say not as big a club, I mean in terms of size. Yeah. I don't mean in terms of ability. Uh, we, you know, I think we, we're, we play some really exciting football and Hodgson's been great at that. And the team itself is a lot of fun at the moment. And uh, I, the, one's bad, the sad thing about Zaha going is he was the embodiment of a fun player to watch. He could get past defenders. He could dr do tricks. He would, you know... He would lose his rag at people. That was fun. That was exciting to see. Mm. So with him going, it, it does feel like we've lost part of, you know, but he was there through it all when we've lost yeah. that, that that sort of spark a little bit. But I think we'll be fine without him. I think Elise as a yeah. are, are phenomenal talents. Which, which player is going to be linked to everyone <clears throat> in every transfer window ever now, from now on? Eze. You know, that's, Eze is going to take yeah, that mantle. Eze and Elise. Yeah. Eze yeah. and Elise. They're, they're, yeah, they, they, I, I don't think they'll be there much longer. Um, they're, they're so good. And it's, it's incredible that, you know, but what's great about us is we keep 
you know, our recruitment system and the way we find these players is so good. You always go, oh my God, how are we going to replace this player? And then we always find someone else who then eventually mm. gets taken from us. But we we still do it, you know, and that's that's a really good thing that our club has built and done. And I think a lot of teams sort of coming up will look to, you know, emulate that. And uh, unfortunately for us, Brighton have done something similar. And uh, yeah. so they, you know, they've proved they could do it. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with them in Europe this season, because it's, again, very possible that they just slip down the table because it's it's so hard to uh, to compete at that level. Hopefully, yeah, it might be. This is uh, probably more measured a response. No, I like it. More, it's yeah, good. More, more, I mean, it's, it's more not measured a response than you got. It's, it's not, you're not living up to the title of your Edinburgh show, which is love and hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> love and hate speech, no. which is at the underbelly Cowgate during the whole Edinburgh Festival uh, at 9.55pm at night, if anybody's up there. Tell us a bit about it, Elliot. Well, I uh, I get accused of the clips I put online and stuff that people can go look on their Instagram and stuff. Like I get accused a lot of sort of being like quite an edgy sort of uh, comedian in the dark and things like that. And uh, I think people sometimes see it as uh, hate speech. So I decided to write a show that was sort of my love of dark humor mm-hmm. and tell about something like, and look, this isn't sound like a selling point, but it is. Uh, it's about some of the worst things that have happened in my life, but all the time I'm just trying to be funny through it. I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not looking for a moment of like, and that's when I learn. Yeah. I just want to be funny about, you know, things that have made me have the style of humour that I have and hope that I can share that amongst people. Do you find yourself uh, as that type of comic sort of in, in real life saying stuff, maybe you're at a party or maybe you're at a, a lunch with uh, relatives or something, I don't know, in a normal situation, and you'll say something that is fine and funny in a comedy club, but then you realise, yep, yeah, I don't think I can say that out loud <laughs> in real life. Oh, oh yeah, no, uh, my, my ex-girlfriend used to say she had to warn people. But like, she was like, look, it, it'll be weird for 10 minutes, but he's actually all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I uh, I can uh, yeah I can definitely uh, well you you you've hung out with me, Charles. Oh, I know, Ellie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you do have to sort of train for Edinburgh because it's quite a grueling month, isn't it? Twenty three or four shows, or whatever. Row, you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think you the only way to train for it is by doing it, and you kind of learn how to do it. And like, so I had a preview the other night in Bedford. That they were a perfectly nice audience, and you understand what I mean by this, Charlie. They were Monday night at the fringe. Mm, yeah. they, they were they probably seen a few shows that day and they're liking the show. Yeah. They're enjoying it, yeah. but they're not the biggest laughers. And you have to learn. Yeah, you have to learn not to reference that. They're having a good time. They yeah. just they're just tired. They've been out in the rain all day. They've been flying a thousand times. They, yeah. Their social batteries are a little depleted. Yeah, that's true. I like it when you get sort of nine Spanish only speaking students turn up and they, <laughs> and they, and they sit, and obviously a flyer has really gone towards them and sold nine tickets to them. And they just sort of sit there, sort of, sort of enjoying it. But it's like, oh, okay, yeah. What, what, what is your ideal audience, Elliot? Um, I think a mixture. I think if you could play a mixture of people and have them all laughing, like raging in uh, age, race, all of these things, and have everyone laughing, that would be my ideal audience. I, I, I would uh, wouldn't like to corner myself and just go, oh, I only play to these type of crowds yeah. and stuff. I think people. I think that you know, I would. I'm quite liberal and left it. I would like to play like to right wing people and make them laugh. I think that's a thing where now as a comedian, you can. It's very easy now to uh, just put yourself in a sort of a uh, corner. 
and go, well, I'm this style of comic, so yeah. I only play to these people. And then it affects your comedy because you're only playing to people who've come to see you uh, because you're their guy rather than you're funny. And I think that can, you know, you then go back onto the clubs mm. and stuff and you're not going to be able to uh, hang out with, the, you know, the club comedy scene in this country is amazing. It's amazing comedians every weekend going out there and smashing gigs. And you're not going to be able to hang with them if you're just playing to your crowd all the time or your crowd who are just specifically there to see you because they agree with what you're saying. Mm. I love that speech. And uh, I think it's going to be a great show. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Elliot Steele, Love and Hate Speech, is at the Underbelly Cowgate during the Edinburgh Festival, 3rd to the 27th of August at 9.55pm. Where are Palace going to come in the league next season, Elliot, before we get, let you go? I, I, I always do this. We're coming 12. 12. It's that's, normally that's 12, place. isn't it? 12. That's <laughs> 12. <laughs> it's the, the Palace place. 12. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I think that's probably Thanks so much right. for joining us, mate. Cheers. Well, thank you for having us. There we are, Elliot Steele there. How do you know to the nine Spanish students you were Carlos El Horno? Oh, really? Yeah. There we are. There you go. Mate. And maybe that was on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's just on a Wednesday. Thank you, Andy. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Andy Goldstein. Thank you. With Darren oh, Bent. Four you. till seven. <laughs> and then after them, what's on after them? I think it's the uh, the sports bar, is it? No. It's oh, the transfer, oh, no, transfer Insiders. not called that anymore, is it? Tran <laughs> the Transfer Tavern. I wish it well, I liked it when it was called the Transfer Tavern. What happened? Did it shut down? Well, yes, the I think brewery they, they pulled make out. It <laughs> the transfer tavern <laughs> burnt down, apparently. Uh, the transfer insiders with Adi Oladipo and Rory it's now sushi Jennings. Bar. <laughs> All the transfer tidbits go around. Just on goes a around. Conveyor, it's fantastic. Listen, don't give anyone ideas. Um, and then uh, mm. it is a bit, a little bit later on. I've ten to one after that is a sports bar with Jamie O'Hara. And Jermaine Pennant. There we are. Have you um, heard? Oh, go on. Have you heard about the twenty-nine dollar hot dog? It's been all in. Ooh. This is a thing in New York. It's been a big sensation. Okay. Because normally a hot dog, even in America, probably about three or four dollars. This is a New York restaurant. There's a very flashy twenty-nine dollar okay. hot dog. Yeah. But I'm just trying to work it? out from Joey Chestnut's point of view how much it would cost him to eat seventy-two, <laughs> and it is in fact two thousand and eighty-eight dollars. Wow. Yeah. What's it? What's so special about it? It's got gold it's leaf made on it or something? It's brisket, or? I believe, and potato flour bun. Wow. <laughs> I don't think, I, I don't think I, it sounds like it would really fill you up. Well, it's a hot dog. <laughs> I know, but you, a, a hot dog's like a snack, isn't it, to eat between meals? Hmm. You know, whenever you go Five Guys, these the hot dogs in Five Guys I are like, like them. 12 quid 12 quid for a hot dog, yeah. No. Yeah, it's 11 quid, 12 is quid it? for a hot dog, something like that. I didn't think it was Sorry that it's expensive. Not. Anyway, because yeah. they're small. My son, Stan, who's six foot one, always goes, I'll have two. Well, that's I why go, I cost I you know, 12 quid. Go, no, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> he won't have two. <laughs> How old is he? Well, uh, 16. 16. That's a big eating age. Yeah, you're very hungry. No, exactly. Age, Constantly yeah. hungry. Constantly eating. <laughs> now, we have a thing on this show. It's called Headline Explain. Okay, yeah. It's where a tabloid newspaper comes up with a brilliant headline oh, yeah. but feels the need that they have to explain <laughs> it, which is always quite annoying, really. Yeah, if, it's, if they've done the work, you, you know, know just, should... just, you know, keep up or, or go away is what yeah, we feel, Respect really. your audience. Yeah. Uh, for example, this is actually isn't explained, a very good headline. Uh, this is about Calvin Bassey joining, joining Fulham. Okay. And the headline lovely. is, surely Bassey for Fulham. See, that's quite clear, okay, isn't well, it? It's yeah. very nice, yeah. But this one is about Cher. And she's... Okay. Uh, she's because I can never find can't it. Find it now. I can't find it now. You're flicking the, through it. The headline was... Was it Cher and Cher alike? Iced got you, babe. Iced 
Got You Babe, yeah. Sean. Because yeah. it says her song with Sonny and Yeah, Sean. the I Got You singer. <laughs> yeah, all right. We know that. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was she doing? What Actually, was she the doing? The first time was even better. You can churn back time. <laughs> That's was good. Quite, that was good. They didn't what was, what that was the story, though? What was the what story? What is about? She's bringing out an ice cream range. Oh, okay. Pop star Cher churns back time with her own ice cream range. She has temporarily frozen her music career oh, yeah. to start her cool new venture. Lovely, which, yeah. She's been trying to whip the business into shape <laughs> and she proved there's nothing flaky. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They've done the line there. Do you think she'll have a van? Shares uh, van. She has got a van, and apparently, there's a. She announced the launch on social media with footage of her in an ice cream van oh. covered with pics of her face. Oh, wow. Whenever the van, I'm, not her, obviously. Uh, and I ever had an ice cream, ever fancied an ice cream van as a, as a business? <laughs> well, after this show. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I. Um, no, not really. Whenever I'm in like the, the, the dark moods of an evening, if mm. I feel like everything's going really badly wrong. <laughs> after a bad I, gig. I, a bad gig, or just. You know, I could have my own ice cream van. Exactly. Mm. I could go, go on eBay, look up an ice cream van, mm. and I think, do you know what? Simple life. I bet it's not that simple, though. Well, it's I bet not. It's, hard. it's quite hard work, actually. I bet it's really hard, yeah. yeah. Do you think they get to choose the tune? And also, it's quite seasonal. Do you think? Well, <laughs> he's not going to sell a lot of ice creams in the midwinter, well, are you? I like them in the winter. Do, um, do you think people get to choose the tune on the van? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm interested. Well, I'm interested in that. Please. How you set that business? What else you got there? Nothing about, nothing about, nothing ice, cream about ice cream vans. Oh, that's a shame. I've got a pig that sells paintings. This is more like it. <laughs> this is an incredible story in the paper this morning. This pig has sold over a million pounds worth of paintings, but apparently the highest one it went for was only 20 grand. Which I say only, so paintings by a pig, they're absolutely <laughs> awful. <laughs> well, they are. They're pathetic. So How's they... this pig sold a million pounds worth of paintings? What, what's the, what was the, what was the uh, headline for that? Did they not go for... Uh, uh, Van, Van, oh, I'd have gone for Vincent Van Troff. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That would have been good, wouldn't that it? That would have been good. What did they you? go for? Pig Casso, yeah. Yes. One, no, yours see. is much better. Oh, and so that was just off the top of my head. You see, there we are. Any more? They're quite um, shabby. You look, have a look at them. The pig looks quite pleased with itself there, having posing do. in front of the. What do they do? They paint his. No, they trotters. Give a, they give him a brush, get some paint, <laughs> and he gets on with it. He's done three years at art school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't just paint his trotters and say, right, walk over that. Well, I yes, I would imagine there's a bit of an element oh, the of that. The pig picked really. up an old paintbrush in her stall and went on to trotter out a string of portraits and abstract masterpieces. Think, who's paid 20 grand for this? I've no idea. You'd think it would have to be for charity. I will say, the pig has got a lovely face in the picture. He does look quite sweet. Oh, I pig Casso, Scott the Spurs fan. That's, that's what they've got, isn't it? Pig Casso. Yeah, that's right. Well done. Might have your pig artists. Why not? 8, 10, 89. Oh, no. We've only got 19 minutes left. <laughs> pig artists. Pig footballers, if you like. Well, no, I'd rather have pig artists. Pig artists. Right, no pig footballers. We don't or artists footballers. footballers, if you really yeah. want to bring it I watch, you know, a uh, programme I like at the moment, I don't that? know if you've got Netflix, is Is It Cake? Oh, I've, yes, I've seen is it cake. It. It's a bit like the thing they do in Bake Off, the the brake bumpers, where you have to see is it cake, and you see it before the thing, and then yeah. afterwards. Well, no, they go, they'll go like like anything in this room is cake, and they'll go right. Yeah. We need you to make like a, a bag, yeah. And then, then they'll have to make a bag, and then they'll put it next to an actual bag, yeah. And then and then they'll have three guests to choose which is the actual. One, it was just the that's actual actually bag. a television program. Really, I have seen it's it. It's really I good. I tell you what, I did see the other night, which was incredible. It was Greg Wallace's program about meat. It's a spoof program. Oh, okay. 
But if you didn't know it was a spoof programme, okay. it's about basically harvesting human meat. Oh. For, because of the... <laughs> it sounds terrible. Lovely, yeah. It's a brilliantly made... I recommend it. Oh, right, brilliantly okay. made programme. Uh, although I've kind of spoiled it now by telling you oh, this. Oh, ruined that now. Yeah. Ruin that. Well, I think you'd know. Well, are you going to watch? But is it cake? Now I've recommended. No, I've it. seen it before. I don't. Is it, right, it's on it's series two. Series. It's very good. Someone yeah. made some boxing gloves. No, last I've seen night. it. You know, you've seen one. Is it cake? You've seen them all. I'd say. <laughs> really. Now, there's been a lot of chat about Twitter and the fact that it's now called X. X, yeah, X. I think that's why. Is he really he calls know? everything X, doesn't he? And he's going to ruin it, isn't he? He's he calls every, he calls everything. But he's got he spent forty billion quid, right? Oh, no, sort of he's going to absolutely kill it, which won't be a bad thing because I hate Twitter. It's awful really. anyway. Yeah, it so. is. But I didn't realise, uh, we, we love a sporting connection on this show. Oh, yeah. And the bird that, that's been replaced with an X, I don't know if, I don't know if he likes the pools old Elon. He might <laughs> oh, do. Oh, yeah. Uh, was called Larry. Oh, Larry, the bird. Yeah. Larry After Larry, Larry bird. bird. Ah, is that, is is that the connection? That is the connection. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that uh, at all. Larry, who gained his name from the legendary Boston Celtics basketball player, Larry Bird. Very nice. A uh, few have come in. Uh, let's have a go. Uh, is the pig pre rashalite Quite nice. Um, Shanksy, or, or we've had or, <laughs> Oinksy as well as coming from Joe. Thank you, uh, Andy Warthog. <laughs> Very, Very nice. Good. That's some lovely ones. These there are we clever. Are. Well there done. We um, and uh, any more of those? Uh, I think that was it. Oh, Del Trotter. Yeah, that was it. And uh, that was it. Thanks for your pig artists. Very nice. You can keep those coming in if you'd like. Mm. Uh, and uh, oh, Cezanne, as in Cezanne. Do you want some planning news? Oh, always, always. Bill, have I sprung that on you? Go, go, okay, go on. Planning news. Oh, great news. Great stuff. Yes, <laughs> I love that trail. <laughs> David Beckham, no less. Oh yeah. Has been accused of bringing suburbia to the countryside over okay. plans to build a greenhouse. Mm. He's asked permission for a second access road to his Cotswold pad yeah. to erect an allotment and glass house because they couldn't say greenhouse twice. Oh yeah. The ex, you might as well have done, really. The ex-footballer, no, really, not the plumber, and his wife, Victoria, application, has had the thumbs up from West Oxfordshire's yes. district council. That's kind of your end manner, isn't oh, it? My, my mate lives in his village. My mate lives in the right, same village, yeah. But a neighbour penned a withering opposition oh. letter, writing, I'm always amazed at those who come and live in the countryside and then want to bring in suburbia, said Charlie Baker, <laughs> local. No, no, no. They are not content to live in a natural country environment. Mm. The applicants defended their plans, saying they'd recreate a classic English meadow scape. Very not Well, mm, some people do try. That and, was. That was. Planning news on Talk Sport. Oh, yes, well done. Roy Lichtenschwein, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> We've, we've all enjoyed these. <laughs> Hogarth, Hogarth, that's very nice. And Hogarth. Then, and there we are. Very good. Thank you for those. Buried right across the road. Francis Bacon, of course. Hogarth. That's just too obvious. Francis Bacon, why didn't they just go with that? Well, they could have done Unbelievable. There we are. Big cool. That was lovely. Uh, it's me, Charlie Baker, and Andy Jacobs on Talk Sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There it was. Pig Artist was a high point for me, Andy. Pig Artist went well. <laughs> a late much. runner. Uh, Paul Hawksby is back tomorrow. I'm on with him, so that's nice. If you missed that, the podcast will be out at four o'clock. We've got the birthday spread. And the birthday spread, of course. Thank you, Andy. Hoping my equipment works. <laughs> You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.